You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. And welcome to the final episode of Ecom Noms. I am your host, Kristen LaFrance. And yes, I said final episode. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to hear what's going on with Ecom Noms, where you can catch up with me and really what this end of the season means. But today I want to talk about something that is really important to me. It's something I've talked about a lot. And it's also really important to the e-commerce space as a whole and very relative to what's going on in our world, what we talked about a couple weeks ago with Kunle. And really, I think what's most important for everyone to be thinking about from both a personal and a brand standpoint as we continue in this quote-unquote new future that we are headed into. Um, I am going to kind of read from this article from Modern Retail by Anna Hensel, one of the best reporters on the retail space out there. And this article is called How DTC Startups Fall Flat in Marketing Their Values. Now, this article starts out by saying, many direct-to-consumer startup founders have found themselves in a number of unprecedented situations over the past three months. From having to keep their company afloat while stores were closed to having employees confront them about racism within the company. Many of these same startups have also found themselves in hot water for how they respond to these situations. Now, I don't know about you guys, but uh, the, the term unprecedented situations is one that I'm a little bit tired of hearing. But this is true. This is uh, we are in unprecedented times from the covid pandemic to the racial injustices that our country and our world is seeing and really coming to light. And now we're seeing how that trickles all the way down into capitalism and brands and D to C and how a lot of these companies are actually kind of beginning to fall flat on things that they've promised. Now, this article at Modern Retail covers a couple big ones that have come out. Um, Everlane, which is a brand that has really pushed this uh, core value of, quote, radical transparency. Um, They've been, uh, you know, awarded as one of the most transparent companies from supply chain, really making sure that everything is out there. We know what factories they use. We know the the treatment of the workers at their factories, all this stuff. But very recently, in the past few months, they've been criticized a lot for a couple of things. First, there was a group of customer service employees who are trying to unionize. And then, um, Everlane actually laid off that group, which was a pretty big scandal in and of itself. And then more recently, there's been a group uh, that has called themselves the, quote, Everlane Ex-Wives Club. And they have taken to Instagram and documented instances of racism, um, exclusionary behavior, bullying, uncomfortable situations they have encountered as employees of Everlane. And they even created a super long document where they put all these stories together and then they came up with suggestions for Everlane to improve these things. Uh, Another story of this at... Reformation, um, they have a, a value of, quote, putting sustainability at the core of everything we do. And the CEO actually stepped down very recently after, again, more former employees were criticizing the company for instances of racism that they had experienced at Reformation. 
Now, other startups have really been, um, this has happened across the board where there have been Instagram posts going out that don't seem fully wholehearted. They seem a little, like they're falling short on the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, even some brands having to come back and admit, hey, we put out this statement, but really we didn't look at our own internal practices and we only have, you know, one Black employee on a team of 100. So these things are really happening all across the board. And I think Anna in this article put it perfectly where she said, the issue at hand is simple. Customers feel like these companies aren't practicing what they preach. Now, if you followed me at all, if you've listened to this podcast before, I have probably talked about the importance of, in D2C, connecting with something deeper with customers, connecting to a value or a story or something that consumers want to buy more than just your product. And Coming up with a set of values is so, so important in D2C because you don't necessarily have the retail space connection, that human-to-human connection where you can really feel what the brain believes in. So you have to come up with a value prop that's really strong. Now, in this article, Anna says that coming up with a set of values serves two very important purposes for a business. I'm going to argue that there's some more, but she says, one, it's to help convince customers to buy from one brand versus another. So if you're looking at the Allbirds copy on Amazon versus Allbirds itself, a lot of people buy Allbirds because of their sustainability mission, and that helps differentiate them from the competitors. Anna says the second one, perhaps more importantly, is it also serves as a recruitment recruiting process. And that is in terms of both employees and customers that are auditing the brands and deciding where they put their money, where they invest their time, where they invest their passions. And I think that's definitely true too. Now, the third one I'm going to argue is kind of the same as this recruiting process, but goes further. It's a, a retention tactic as well. And even more, it's just a good business practice that you believe in something bigger, that you're doing something bigger than slapping a label on a product that people may or may not need and trying to make money off of it. It's a way to continue to connect with human beings. It's a way to continue to push the narratives that you find important in this life. And it's it's a way to really continue to move our society forward. Entrepreneurship and commerce is a big piece of how our society moves forward and progresses through history. And so starting a brand with values allows you to do that in an even more important and personal way. So as we've seen a lot of brands being called out for not really living up to the values they set, it poses this really important question of how do you set up values for your company that you can live by and continue to live by? And this article says, you know, when co-founders are are trying to come up with these values, they're sitting and they're trying to think, what do we care about and what are we trying to say in the world? Um, Anna says, quote, there's no way they can know how these principles may be called into question as the company grows and runs into unexpected challenges. Now, another quote from this that I really liked is from Rebecca Kondrat, who is a partner at the retail consultancy Loose Threads. And she said, quote, values are not set it and forget it. And I think oftentimes that is something that can happen in these brands, which is echoing what we just heard from Anna saying that a lot of times when you're starting a brand, you set values that feel really important, but but the co-founders or the founder and CEO are not really thinking about what these values mean long-term and what happens when those values come into question or those values are challenged. And I, I think that's a little bit of a, a 
loss in our space that we think of values as just a tactic, as just something we can slap on a label and make it seem more personal. And so uh, Rebecca continued, quote, we will see that the value is set very much known at the customer facing level. So you have the customer service or the retail employees who a lot of times can recite the values from memories. But then as you move your way up in the organization, you will sometimes find that the executives don't know the set of values. So it's this disconnect between a value being posed as customer facing and a value being intrinsically true to a company. And with the current climate going on politically, socially, um, spiritually, on a health level, on a socioeconomic level, we're seeing that we consumers do not want to see this face value anymore. They want to see companies and people who are intrinsically motivated to do good and solve the issues that we're really seeing. And I think this really seems to echo something that happened earlier this year at Outdoor Voices. Um, Ty Haney, who was the founder of Outdoor Voices, arguably the face and the voice of Outdoor Voices, stepped down amidst a lot of rumors of dysfunction between her and her board, and primarily Mickey Drexler, who is on the board, head of the board, who was previously CEO of Gap and J. Crew. Now, when this all kind of happened, there was a lot of rumors going around. There's a lot of conversation and there were a lot of calls questioning at the end of the day, why a brand like Outdoor Voices that was designed for women and for freedom was being run by an all white, all male board. And I think that disconnect started to really pull through to the customers, even ones like me who have spent well over a grand at Outdoor Voices in the last two years. But just this week, it's been announced that Mickey is out in Ty Haney is back in as an active member of the board. And they've even brought in Ashley Morell, who is the founder of sleepwear brand Lunia. Uh, now, a quote from a Vogue article about this said, quote, details of the structural rehaul of outdoor voices are still slim, but the idea, according to Haney, is to focus the company around mission and longer term company sustainability into higher leadership that is aligned with these things. And then it continues, from the outside, Haney has always seemed to put female empowerment and dedication to diversity, equity, and inclusion at the forefront of her brand. So I think this story is, again, echoing what happens when you put values up and then that company doesn't actually intrinsically follow those values. So Outdoor Voices, really from the outside, led by Haney, had these values of female empowerment and diversity and equity and inclusion. But then at the board level, that really wasn't happening. And Ty did the bold brave thing and stepped down when she knew she couldn't necessarily build the brand she wanted to. And then as the world has been completely transformed in the last however many months it's been of 2020, we're now seeing her being brought back in because the board and the brand and the customers are demanding that because that is what, as an Outdoor Voices customer, you want to see. You want Tahaney. You want another female empowered in the board. You want to see diversity across this brand. And so we're seeing what happens when companies kind of fall flat on their values and then how to get back onto your values really and what that means. So there's really not a clear answer here. It's really difficult to figure out how do you how do you set values and then how do you live up to them? Um, that it sounds difficult, but at the same time, maybe it's just about shifting our mindset around values. It's really about understanding what values mean to you and your company, to the people who run your company from the absolute highest tier to the lowest rung internally. It's more than a fancy Instagram tagline. It's more than a motto that you 
you print on your boxes. Uh, sustainability doesn't just mean less packaging anymore. As Rothy's put it in their Instagram post about Black Lives Matter, they said, quote, sustainability is about more than just the planet. It's also about fostering a safe, healthy future for the people who live on it. Again, this is just a company understanding that their value was not just a brand tactic. It was something they really, truly care about and continued to care about, which we see a disconnect between the Rothys and the Allbirds and the Everlane and the Reformation kind of brands right now. So if you need examples of what true value looks like, if you're a brand operator and you're hearing these stories and worried about your own brand and how something might come off, um, really living up to your values are things like Karen Young from We The People writing explicitly in an email last year, quote, if you aren't in the game of slowing down and taking your time while shaving, we're not the brand for you. It's Bite Toothpaste refusing to rush orders because it goes against their sustainability shipping practice. It's Allbirds pairing up with one of their biggest competitors, Adidas, which we talked about in a previous segment, to get closer to their zero emission shoe. It's Ben and Jerry's Arcteric Patagonia and more shutting down their Facebook ads. It's Bloom investing in an entire state of sex ed content hub, hub that doesn't directly impact their sales. It's Eric Banholes of Beard Brand stepping away from the brand for a few months to spend time with his newborn. It's Unbound Babes and Maud launching Approved Not Approved together to fight the injustices of anti-female pleasure advertisers like Facebook. It's about every single commitment. It's about these brands that do the hard work that take the long route. They think carefully about every single step they take. It's about believing in your values and truly standing for something at every single turn. Our cultural and socioeconomic structures are collapsing all around us and it's about damn time. Everything is changing. Honesty, transparency, and doing the real work are going to be celebrated. Slapping on a sans serif slogan about equality on your products is going to be called out. So I think this was the perfect topic to discuss in my very last ecom noms. If you are starting a brand, if you are building a brand, if you are retail or e-commerce or drop shipping or whatever it may be, focus on your values. Don't just create values to create values. Don't just slap on something that sounds good and you think people will connect to. Really spend some time to sit with yourself, sit with your co-founder, sit with your employees, talk about the hard things and figure out how you are showing up as a brand every single day. Now, I am really sad to say, yes, this is the last Ecom Nom segment. I want to take some time to, to thank the team at Privy for giving me this platform, for trusting me to come on and ramble for 20 to 40 minutes every week with you guys, to trust me to bring on Kunle Campbell and talk about one of the most difficult experiences within e-commerce in our world today. If you want to keep following up with me, I am headed to the Shopify retail team to do a, a lot more of this, honestly. I'm going to be interviewing retailers. I'm going to be talking with them about their resilience. We're going to be on audio. We're going to be on video. I am going to be sharing my expertise on how to bridge that gap between retail and e-commerce. I'm going to get the chance to learn more about retail. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be starting to think about the combination of retail and D2C soon. So be sure to follow me there. You can follow me on Twitter at KD LaFrance. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter, which is linked on my Twitter. 
Twitter, and I am just excited to continue to talk with you guys. So thank you so much again to the team at Privy. Thank you, Lauren Hall, Dave Gerhardt, and Ben Jabowie for giving me the platform, for trusting my voice. Thank you to every single one of you who has ever listened on an episode, who has tweeted at me, sent me an email, thanked me for talking. You are the reason I am able to show up and continue to do this week after week. Thank you to Kunle Campbell, who came on and gave me one of the most moving interviews I've ever been a part of, who taught us so much about the diversity issue within e-commerce. And thank you to everyone who has contributed on Twitter and Slack groups who have helped us come up with what to talk about every week on Ecom Noms. You are the reason this show has been so successful. And if you are a listener, continue to listen to Privy's podcast. They are doing amazing work. They have also now been declared as the number one highest rated sales platform on Shopify, sales tool on Shopify. So congratulations to you guys. Cannot wait to watch you guys succeed. Um, I cannot thank you guys enough for letting me come and talk your ear off every week, every Friday. So have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful year. Have a wonderful 2020 and just keep looking forward. We are only going to keep getting stronger together. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.